also had this vision. And, you know, the validity to this vision, I really don't know. Because, to be quite honest, after hearing this vision, it felt like it's the most closest to the truth that, you know, they willing to tell. But, honestly, I think this is just the, the version of the truth that they will be willing to tell. Because I believe that every single other part about it, all the other details that, you know, they're not willing to tell, I feel like it's told in other visions, told in other episodes, and you know gives you a broader view on the characters behind everything and you know regardless of their false sense of power confidence or authority or um lack of responsibility lack of care not caring you know whatever it is that they felt like they was or wasn't you know it that's explained further in other visions and it's dealt it's it's more a it's more in depth it gets more in depth of their backstories and everything about what's been going on with them and um the stuff they're not willing to admit and the reason why they do the things that they do even though they like to make it seem as if like i said in this vision that they don't care or that they did whatever it is that they did for you know just because they felt like it and in reality like I said in previous episodes and previous visions I've had you know I delve into each and every single character so this story is kind of like this vision I don't say I want to say it's a story because I literally just woke up from this vision this vision kind of like ties I think all of it together but not wholly not completely I feel like there's still more to be written so this is the vision so I started off at this house I used to stay in. It started off at this house I used to stay in. This house is in Ta- on Taylor. And at this house, you know, everybody used to stay there. Well, my family used to stay there, not everybody. And, you know, it was just seemed like it was just not really much going on there. Not really. But it was actually a lot going on behind the scenes. But, you know, as far as for, as far as for me, you know, it was just a empty house. So, you know, I leave the house and it seems like we leave out in a rush. We all hop into separate cars and leave. And that's just it for the house. Next thing I know, I am transported to a like alternate alternate you you know, realm or alternate um reality. And in this alternate reality I'm in the same house except for it's much bigger much bigger as a big old mansion this house is already pretty big and on its own but it's much bigger it's a big old mansion but the whole house is not really being used like it looked like it is so in this house there's a basement full of a whole nother world and it's like a witch world it's like a, a wizard witch sorcerer demon satan worshiping world in the basement full of all different walks of life and all different kinds of people and you'll be amazed how many different worlds and lives and realities and stories can fit in this one basement it's clearly sorcery because it's a whole universe and i wouldn't necessarily say universe but it's a whole world and 
the person running this world is a demon witch a big demon witch and i mean big like she's big like she's not just big and um you know clout or you know um notability what sort i'm looking for she's not just big and her name is not just big she's big her stature is big and um she's blind and when i say she's blind she's a blind witch and when i say that she is i will say she's a little more than a witch she's pretty much a sorcerer but she's a witch that's what she was called she was called a witch but she's doing things on the level it's like she has been doing this for centuries like she's a very very old witch and she's blind and i say blind but it's like i think all witches are blind if not most of them because they don't know the truth you must be blind if you worship and satan and thinking you special you got to be blind if you think you're special and you worship and Satan. even as much as you think you know more than others, as much as you feel like you can get somebody hip on game or as much as somebody, you know, even a person calling you blind, you feel like you, they're the ones that's blind. You're blind because you're a witch. Because the only thing you get when you get to hell is a bottomless pit. You know, your smoke goes up forever and ever, just like Satan's. So I don't know what witches ever think they ever getting out of it. Or, you know, maybe they feel like they can stretch it for as long as they can. They don't really care what they get out of it. It's, they don't care what it's worth, you know. Let me just do whatever it is I'm doing for the time being. And the time's too short here. So that's why I say they're blind. But this witch is literally blind. Like, she don't have her eyes. But she don't need them. Because, well, she do need them. But she don't need to use them because she can hear everything she she can sense everything and even though she don't have two eyeballs in her head she sees everything so and when i say she sees everything she sees the stuff that even humans regular normal humans can't see with eyes or even witches can't see with eyes and and with uh spells she sees everything using all of these spells and tricks and all this you know wizardry this sorcery so in this vision i'm in this house with this witch and the first thing happens is that i come in the house and i'm actually with my sister and in this house you know we talk to this witch and this witch is just like hey baby and like that's just how she talks that's just how she is like that's her whole demeanor and she like you know and she's telling stories all she do is tell stories all day like when i was back in new orleans and back in new orleans i used to cook and i used to not have me a nice big pot of soup that i used to put all this and all that into and that's and she kind of was giving off the demeanor of a sweet old lady who loved to sit around and eat a pot of gumbo or um you know eat some old creole food with and just listen to her stories all day but something told me while i was there her stories had little significance to what she was really up to and what she really did 
And a lot of the time, she was so, you know, not want to say sneaky, but she was so uh, conniving that she would, you know, and nefarious, that she would be wooing you, lulling you to sleep with her, 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 with her stories and all these different, you know, nostalgic tales. And in reality, you know, she used that for many different reasons to distract you, to entertain you while you was wasting time there in her world, her satanic world, to um, hypnotize you, to mislead you, to um, get you to believe she's actually a sweet old lady who just loved to cook, sit around, cook and know a lot and just wise. And she was kind of wise she was a little wise because you know wisdom comes with age it does i like to say that i mean i like to think that wisdom comes with age and it does depending on the area whatever you consider wisdom of course it does but it's even in the bible so who am i to disagree wisdom comes with age and um but the bible said fear of the lord fear of god is the beginning of wisdom that's why i doubt her wisdom because if she really feared god she wouldn't be doing half the stuff she was doing but anyways she got away she got away with it for as long as she was getting away with it for and it seemed like that was a long time way before i was born so this old lady you know like i said this old blonde witch big in stature she was most obviously a witch to me but on the outside, I could see how others would come around her and think of her as just, you know, some old, you know, Creole. Like, she ain't even Creole, I don't think. But she's just some old, you know, like, you know, like she, she does give off Creole vibes. Some old lady who, you know, got the best stories and, and is super wise and, and, um, Loves to tell the best. Loves to tell all the stories. And for some reason, you know, it's some truth to the stories you tell, even though they so far-fetched. They so far-fetched. And so everybody loves to hear her stories. Everybody loves how she tells them. But she ain't lying. And the stories sound like old folklores. But anyways, you know. Everybody come for the stories, and if not the stories, the spells. And she just seemed like the perfect person to tell this story. So, you know, I'm around this lady, and she's like, she's walking me through everything. And she's like, you know, she's so sweet. It's like anybody she can treat like family. Anybody she could treat like her, her grandbaby, her grandson, you know. And just invite them on in, give them a bowl of soup, such and such. But I ain't eat nothing while I was there because... I knew she was a witch, you know. I believe she told me anyways, too. I believe she told me she was a witch as well, but I knew she was a witch anyways, and something told me the whole time. Like, she seemed so sweet and so nice and all the stuff that she's saying, but I know behind all of that, she's the most conniving, most nefarious, most, you know, wicked witch you have ever encountered in your life. She done done so much and she done seen so much. And she been dodging her date with death for so long. I don't know if she ever 
get there and that's what makes me i've wondered you know is that possible is that cap or is anybody capable to keep dodging death so that they don't have to actually go to hell but she was living in her hell excuse me so that's another thing you can keep dodging death here on earth and you can keep you know missing that date with god that judgment day with god but in reality you already had your judgment day and you know it and um you just you know lingering here on earth and you don't even trying to avoid hell and it's not even about avoiding hell because she was to an extent had understood the different realms the spirit realm the natural realm and the hell realm the heaven realm to a different to another extent she understood them and she had so much information that you know even as a christian believer it could be beneficial to you and that's what was something that was like that she was about she being around her and listening to it was kind of like reading a bunch of old books that you ain't got no access to about a lot of information that's actually true but um the problem with that was you know she was she was she don't believe and i mean she believes god she knows god is real but she don't have no business with god she, I don't want to say that, you know, I don't want to say she don't have no business, business with God. But what I'm saying is she don't worship God as her one true God. She's a false, you know, she she worships false gods. And I don't want to say she truly worships Satan like that. I just want to say that she definitely not worshiping God. And she might tell you something about God and she may tell you some, you know, the truth about him. And you agree with her, you know. But um, she don't really know the real truth because I mean that's my opinion because her opinion is you don't know what the truth is and neither do I but I'm quite sure I know a whole lot more than you a whole lot more and I could tell that was you know probably very much true in whatever area she knew it in because she was a voodoo priestess a voodoo high priestess and of course you know way more than me because i ain't sitting around doing voodoo or casting spells all day but that's not me to disrespect her even though she ain't worth nothing now anyways let me get to that i don't want to ruin the story so i'm sitting around in this house and it's kind of like a mansion bigger version of one of my older homes my sister is there and she's kind of like conjuring up all these spells it's a bunch of different creatures running around this place you got fairies and um little trolls and um gargoyles and snakes and all kinds of creatures that you hear about in these movies cartoon shows and um in the bible and in these demonology books and in these witchcraft books and in all these different books where in all these greek myths that they talk about these creatures they running around her house i wouldn't call it a house they's run they're running around her voodoo world they in and out she's like oh this is just you know what it is and that a lot of them just works for her and a lot of them is her friends and she's built up 
built relationships with these creatures where they're doing her work for her they work for her and this is how witches work they build up you know relationships with these demonic entities in order to get them to work for them and do their work which is why you know if you are not a witch if you're not doing this work if you're not beating up building up relationships with these entities there's no there's no way they do anything for you you can never just tell them to go do something and they just do it just, unless they wanted to and and they don't want to you ain't doing nothing for them and you don't you don't mean nothing to them but this old witch you know she sat around and she was just so i want to say charming but that's for what you can see she was charming to anyone almost so in a way where it's like any, she could be around anybody and they would see her as that old grandmother figure so as i sat around her you know she sat up there and she told me stories and i remember it was a small little creature about as big as a hand working for her she told the creature she said hey make me some pudding make me some of that pudding over there and the creature went and made her the pudding on the stove chocolate pudding brought and the creature ain't want to do nothing for her the creature was funky acting and i think she did it just to show me these creatures do exist and i know because i have one i have one for myself and this creature she was a, a girl and she was a, she had an attitude she had a personality she had a character but she was so i don't even know how to explain it so nasty just a nasty attitude and just you know i would just like any human being i would you know stab you in your back i would slight you i step on your foot you know if I got the chance to, if you turned your back for one second, you can't trust me. This how this creature was. She didn't want to do nothing for nobody, but she still answered to her and still did something for her. So she ran to the stove, uh, made her some pudding in a small little bowl, just like the little videos on YouTube, the tiny kitchens and the tiny cooking. She made her a pudding, a bowl of pudding, and she handed it to her. And, she, and I remember she said to the creature, she said, you ain't do it right. And she was blind. She couldn't see nothing. And the creature did that because she was blind but knew she would know. And when she handed her the, the um bowl of chocolate pudding, she gave her some attitude. Kind of was like, here. And rushed it and, and didn't do it right. And um, I remember her saying, you know you ain't doing right and i remember thinking to myself how would you know you blind and she said i can hear it and then i heard it it was watery pudding next thing i know she she mixed it around she laid something it don't matter she took it from her mixed it around a little bit and then it was perfect it was pudding on a little tiny spoon in a little bitty bowl and she started eating it like it was a little lollipop Cause that's about as big as it was even though it was a big old bowl to the little creature that handed it to her so um the creature looked like a regular regular person just like with wild hair and was about size of a hand and was really really nasty to the point where you you afraid that the creature that small 
like the creature was so nasty you was afraid that the creature had that size because you wondered like what that creature be running around you doing all day at that size able to get away with and oh it's so creepy because you know that this creature do whatever anything they want it don't matter they so grimy they creative too and that's messed up stuff like that exists so the creature runs off and i remember and she's like don't worry about her creature runs off to go do some more you know dirt and or whatever they do and you know i ain't worried about it and she's telling me a story so all i know is she's telling me about the moon the stars how much she know how all this wisdom she got you know she barely mentions god but the way and the way that she talks you can tell she she knows he exists she's fully aware of his existence and his stature and his um power she's very aware of that meaning that she knows that god trumps everything but still she's saying but yet here i am i still exist and all of all that i do that is not um for God uh, she says like you said everything and everyone exists for a reason God allows everything for a reason and so here I am and so to me I said to myself you know you ain't as bad as I would think you are but I know you way worse I know you are and so to me that that's you know i don't question god's glory and his greatness and that he's all good and no bad but you know that is the quote i mean that is the statement that i would say too everything is for a reason even you even though you're sitting right here and you should be judged but you know something was made clear that you know she she was living in her hell she's blind and out of all the things that she know and all the things she can see she can't see nothing that's hell she took pride in her stories pride in her wisdom pride in her you know demeanor for lack of better terms and and I don't want to say demeanor because it was never really about the way she was appearing to be. It was about her, I don't want to say character. That, you know, she didn't really care for the character. Um, I don't want to say she didn't care for it. Excuse me, she had one, but it was just whatever she felt like it being. And... I think her demeanor was more of a, she cared so much for her position, her position, and it it had a lot to do with power because she was very powerful, but it had much less to do with needing to be powerful because I believe that if she had needed to be powerful, she wouldn't be as powerful as she was. She was powerful because of partly because of wisdom but she got her wisdom from while becoming powerful kind of got that at the same time 
on the same level, I guess. Not the same level, but the same, in the same way. Not even the same way, at the same time, pretty much. And she, um, like I said, she got her power and her wisdom at the same time, but pretty much. I don't I don't know. Anyways, so this lady this um blind witch, blind sorcerer. She's telling me many different stories. So I have many stories. You'd love them all. And she didn't even have to say you love them all. I could tell that I'd really be interested in hearing a lot of them. But I didn't you know, I don't know how many I really heard because this is the only one that I really could listen to. And when she told a story, she didn't just tell it. You were in it. So she told this story. And, you know, first there's like so many different things going on. There's a, you know, a Mexican couple that stays in her world, that lives in her world. A bunch of different families. Mexican family who stays who lives in her world. Don't you have you ever seen that that um, I'm not trying to be funny, but have you ever seen that um have you ever seen a clown car? When it's like how many clowns gonna hop out of the car and it's always a substantial amount that makes no sense. It's a tiny little car and it's always like more than ten clowns hopping out of this tiny little car when not even one should fit. That was how her world was kind of like all of these million different creatures and different families and different walks of life fitting inside of this small little basement. It doesn't even seem like one family could. Just one family should be able to fit there, if if that, if two at the most. And it's like millions. So it was ridiculous and very, very creepy. And she was stirring up a pot and she's like, yeah, witches are, you know, a lot of things. And, you know... You're right. Witches do stir up spells in a pot. I'm stirring one up right now. Witches also do this. Witches also do that. Witches also know this. Witches also know that. And she showed me all these different things she's able to do as a witch. And I'm not. I'm in no way wanting to be her. And I'm not saying that I could because honestly, it takes a certain type of person. She's very unique in her own right. But um, more than anything, you know it was it was very interesting the things she could do but i knew that my destiny is different so this is what happened so the whole time i feel like god is telling me you know do not be fooled do not be fooled by her demeanor do not be fooled by her stature do not be fooled by the way she tells her stories and woos people into believing she is charming do not be fooled and that's and she wants you to know that too she wants you to know that she is not a good person, per se. She's pretty much benign. And she wants you to know that she's nefarious. And I mean, I said benign is nefarious, but she is all of that. But she wants you to know that this is the stuff she does behind closed doors. She knows I'm telling you this, too. And it's amazing how she has these capabilities. You know, she can still hear from God. But, you know, at the same time, she knows there's nothing she can do. But he ain't bothering her that much. I mean, well, 
like I said, he's God. He has all power, full power. He trumps any and every power in the universe. So whenever he d does, you know, come about to do something or change something or make something right or, you know, come see her about something she did, he just does, you know. And it's not that they, you know, clash or bump heads because, first of all, she'd never be in a position to ever clash or bump heads with God. But another thing is that, you know, she ain't like that much of a threat. You know, she's a threat. She can do very a lot of things. But as far as God is concerned, whatever it is that she's dealing with, you know, he ain't he'll he'll deal with that whenever it, it ever crosses over into his anything to do with his purpose and his will. Other than that, he's letting her do what she do. So that being said, that you need to be careful out here. If you're a witch, a warlock, doing anything for Satan and not for God, you're not living your life for God, you haven't given your life to Christ, you need to be very careful out here because the different things that she was capable of doing, I'm telling you, if you don't have somebody like God who's able to trump that kind of power, he's not going to stop her. She's going to be able to do whatever she wants to do to you i'm not gonna say he's not gonna be able to stop her he can stop her but he's not going to he's not going to stop her he lets her because there is a reason for her like i said she exists but god is more powerful and trumps anything she's able to do so why does she still exist because there is a purpose for her and the purpose is for people who are like her that's a world if god wanted to take everything from her tear her down and put her in the dirt he could have been done it but he allows her to keep existing for centuries almost i would say she said she was about 500 years old and um the fact that the matter is she didn't actually put a real number on it but she said about five centuries that's what she said and um pretty much she kind of wanted her story to be known a little bit but not really because it's just too much she's been through in five centuries to tell her whole story and she said that but um she knows so much she knows so much and it's not just demons versus angels it's not just god versus satan to her but ultimately yeah that's true too what she's saying is that she know everything in between. Not everything. A lot in between. It's no possible way anybody knows anything but God. Which is why I say she confirms a lot of different things about God. She knows who God is. She knows the truth. But she don't know the truth. So. Like I said. You have to be careful out here. If you, don't get, if you haven't given your life to Christ. And if you aren't protected by that holy blood. Because. If you're not protected by the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary Hill for all of our sins, you're subjected to women like her who have acquired so much knowledge and so much power over centuries. So, not so much, a power and um, a certain ex extent of knowledge, a certain extent of power over centuries that trumps anything you think you're about to get into. And you might not think that, you know, you have to answer to anyone or anything. And that's why you into whatever you into. But you're going to run across her path. Because she didn't met any 
any wizard, warlock, sorcerer in that field, in that world, she didn't came across them. Not every single one. It's too many. But anyone that's pretty much doing something or needs something done, they come to her. That's who she is. And I'm not ever trying to highlight her as if she's anybody. But, you know, I mean, she is somebody. But I don't want to highlight her like she's just, you know, to idolize her because she's not to be idolized. Like I said, she knows who God is. God is to be idolized. So God, you know, of course he knows she's exist. she exists. Of course he knows everything that she's done. Of course he knows everything that she's doing. He's God. But, you know, like I said, he only comes about her way when it's when anything it is that needs to be done is is to his will. So that being said, you know, that's also another confirmation. She also confirmed to me another thing that, you know, you are right to you know be with god and on his side you definitely are right but also confirmed another thing like she said you're right everything is a yes and a no because yes you're right to be on god's side yes you're right to have that protection i mean honestly that is the best choice but also no because like you said as well if somebody decides to be in this field over here, wherever this is, and doing whatever it is that they're doing, whatever they so choose to do, because it's not just one job. It's when you're a witch, you don't have just one set doctrine. When you're a wizard, you don't have just one set lifestyle. When you're a warlock or a sorcerer, you don't just do just one set thing. You don't just have to answer to, you do have to answer to Satan. But he's not always, you know, looking over everything that you're doing and monitoring you. And it's not like you think it is. It's kind of like how you live your life here on earth. Only it's so much just dirt. So much dirt. So much ex so much more expanded, really. It's expanded. So many dragons, demons, so much different stuff going on in so many different worlds. So, um, pretty much, you know, she tells me that, you know, if you're ever in this world, you just have to learn how to maneuver. You have to learn how to defend yourself. You have to learn how to get by. You have to learn how to, you know make it and that requires picking up on some sort of skill survival skills you have to learn survival skills and everybody learns survival skills differently everybody learn how to survive differently like here on this earth you see some people homeless you see some people rich you see some people working a day-to-day -day job you see some people never have to lift a finger and are rich you see some people never have to lift a finger and are very very poor but you see some some people working hard every single day and are very, very poor. And you see some people working hard every single day and are very, very rich. It's all about how you maneuver your survival skills in this world. Same thing. It's just with so many different creatures and different things going on in worlds. And so much different magic. I won't call it magic, but it's really just power. So many different powers. So it's so many different things here. You got the little fairies and got the trolls gargoyles demons satan um 
I want to say, God, you can't put him in that group with none of that stuff. God is there, but he's not, you know, part of none of that. that I mean, I want to say he's not part of that world, but he is not to be grouped in with anyone. He's one of his, he's, he's himself. He's one. He's just him. There's nobody like him. There's no one like him, and she knows that too. And um, he does see everything. That doesn't mean he is interfering with it. I don't say he's inter- he's not interfering with everything. He interferes with what he feels like it when he feels like it. Um, I don't know how to explain that further. I mean, I do, but I said it already. So um, she's pretty much telling me that you're right. When you're in this world, you can maneuver without God. Absolutely, you can make it without God, but I have. And But, you know, there's no way you can ever avoid him. You can never avoid God. And I'm here to tell you everything is a yes and no. Yes, you could be happy if this is, if you can find happiness in whatever it is that you're doing. And yes, you could be miserable. And yes, being without God is, you know, could be miserable. Um, is miserable ultimately yes that's true and and also that doesn't mean that somebody who decides to be here or find happiness or whatever they're doing you know is ultimately just miserable I don't know how to explain it but ultimately yes it does come down to yes it's misery without God yes it is it's not true you don't know your true peace you, I, mean, I don't know if you, you might have known it but you won't have the real peace that God offers his is just the best that can ever you know be offered but there are other forms of it so um this is all just basic kind of basic information but it's like on the level that she's showing me and telling me it's more of a you know yeah all this stuff does exist and this is this is how this stuff works so pretty much you got the the um basis and and the hang of it pretty much the bait the basics of everything that's going on here it's nothing really you're missing but there also is a lot that you're missing but you know like you said it's a yes and a no it depends on which world you choose and you chose god and you're not wrong now that doesn't mean that you're right when you say that everyone else who doesn't choose god in the manner you chose him is wrong So it was a lot to learn, but I mean, a lot to see, but of course we didn't have enough time for all that, but you know, she confirmed a few things for me. I wanted someone, something, some power to kind of, in a way, confirm a few things for me on that side. You know, I knew that they can never, ever, and I don't want to ever sound like I'm choosing anyone over God because I know he's a jealous God. He was there the whole time too, though. But, um, of course, he is he's always there. But, um, I never wanted to make it seem as if I wanted to replace him or I needed, you know, someone to be like him. No one is like him. But I wanted someone, I wanted God to show me a power that could confirm stuff like this. The stuff that I've been saying, the stuff that I know, the stuff that he's been telling me. In a way where I'm able to understand the knowledge and what's possible over there. It's not that I want that. It's not that I'm enticed by that. Because I feel that I'm mature enough and at a level that I, there's no way I'd ever feel that being outside of God is a better choice for me. I know who I am. 
so it's not a matter of me not knowing that there's so many different possibilities out there there's so many other ways that i could be enticed and so many different ways i could be living my life and so many different ways i could be using my power of course it's not a matter of that it's a matter of me just wanting to know about this these things this thing and so god shows me her and he says i can do better (laughs) i can do better but you know this is just he he doesn't force anyone to do anything she kind of wanted to meet me as well i don't want to say she wanted to meet me but she wanted to do it she wanted me to show her her but let me tell you let me just finish telling you before time is up so um actually because this is such an important honestly i think 20 minutes should cut it so um i wake up i'm out of it and come back when i go back to sleep when i come back um we're in her kitchen like i said I, I might have skipped a few things but you know we're in her kitchen and these different creatures and people come to her for spells people come to her to get all kinds of things done and she is kind of like in a way playing judge and juror but at the same time not She's not judging you. She's not the jury for whatever it is that you come to her for. But ultimately, she's playing judge and juror by creating such a substance or creating such a spell so that you can get it done. And without her, you're not getting it done. So that's, in a way, playing judge and juror. But not trumping God's ultimate, you know, power. Because whatever it is that you end up doing after you leave from her with with, with whatever spell... It does somehow come back to her and have a lot to do with her. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, you know, God is in full control and God has the final say. And she's well aware of that. And anybody who comes to her is well aware of that. But obviously, when they come to her, they're coming for coming to her for ways around that. Not ways around. There's no way around God. But just, you know, sneaky ways that can legally do something in the legal spiritual realm with minimal consequences or just because they don't care about the consequences and they just want to get something done because they're so adamant about what they want done regardless people come to her for these things so there was a story and there's many 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 different stories like i said because there's many 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 different witches many 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 different spells many 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 different circumstances and everybody's circumstances special and different she told me this story about this girl these foster kids they were foster kids and these foster kids you know they got stuck in this realm this spirit realm not necessarily stuck but this foster girl she was like um i want to say latino uh but she really looked a little white she may have been mixed she was a skinny little girl. And she didn't care about nothing. She didn't care about nothing. She was so messed up. Like in a way where like. It wasn't even about. 
her proving that she was anything. It wasn't about proving she was tough, proving that she really don't care. It wasn't about proving anything. It was just about her not giving an F about nothing but whatever mattered to her in that second, in that moment. And that moment didn't last long because the next second she probably wouldn't care about that either. And it was a lot that, you know, I want to say she was dealing with because, like I said, she didn't care about nothing. Not even none of the stuff she had went through. She didn't care. At least that's what it's... I don't want to say that's what it seemed like. Because that's genuinely what it was. But she did care. You know? Because obviously you're like that for a reason. But, you know, I ain't Dr. Phil. But anyways... So... She... Is on drugs. She's on crack. She's on all kinds of drugs. And she's hanging out with all kinds of drug drug addicted crowds and she's hanging out with all kinds of crowds period and she becomes a witch she she gets into this realm and she comes to this lady for something i believe or something of that nature i don't know if she came to her for it but this lady is like an oracle so she knows this, this girl's story this girl she's so messed up she's just like a foster child she's running around doing whatever she's you know in and out to school but the only time she's in a school is if it's something beneficial there for her like some crack or some type of um money venture and she has you know she comes across a younger sister she comes into a younger sister and this younger sister is about i would say 12 and this younger sister she is um new somehow even though it seems like they have been here their whole lives and so somehow she's new this sister, this this witch sister, she, um, I don't know what it is, how she did it, but the sister, the younger sister, she is not involved in whatever it is that this, this older sister is doing. She's like, this older sister is about like 17. It's funny how this older sister is like 17, this younger sister is like 12, and this older sister is like Latino, and this younger sister is like black, but like, um... You know, she's a light-skinned younger girl, and it's not about looks or anything. It's really about... It is about looks, but not per, per se. But, um, you know, they're foster children. And um, their family... Supposed to be family. And, you know, she's supposed to be looking out for her little sister, but that's absolutely out of the question. She don't have a heart. So, um, what happens is, you know, this witch, this foster, this foster girl, she gets into, you know, witchcraft and it's not because of anyone else influencing her to get into these drugs, get into this witchcraft. She doesn't need to be influenced because she's the kind of person who just doesn't care if she does something. She just does it because she wants to do it. And for her to say she ever was influenced by anybody, that would be one of the tactics she would use. To just maneuver around she kind of does that she's in a way like okay if that's going to benefit me in a way where i get away with it or i'm able to get through to my next tactic or you know i'm able to maneuver with that or use that as you know uh to trick people because that, that's kind of how she's getting around by finessing people she's kind of i don't want to say she finessing anybody she can't really finesse nobody but she just you know in a way kind of finessing 
she's surviving. That's her survivor. That's her surviving survival skills by, you know, using whatever it is in any way. She don't care. She's shameless to get whatever it is she wants because she don't care. And so what ends up happening is she gets into witchcraft and she gets around different crowds and they're going along with it only because, you know, it's a is it gonna get me what I want? Is it gonna get me to the other end of whatever it is that I'm looking for and trying to get to right now? And at the, and in and in this moment, it's like is it gonna feed my habit? And she's drug addicted, but she's also a witch, and so she's doing these casting these witch spells, and um she's actually casting these spells for crack, and you know honestly somebody else could be doing more with these spells somebody else could be doing more with these abilities somebody else could be you know benefiting more from it others are benefiting more from it others are doing so much more in this world but she don't care more more for that or maybe she's not she don't feel she's capable of more than that or she's worth more than that so all she's getting out of it is a crack fix whenever she needs one and out of all of this that she's doing, she's getting a lot of money, but she's spending it all on drugs. And she's just getting high. And I won't say she's getting a lot of money, honestly. She was getting a lot of money. She'd be a lot higher than she usually is. But she is getting high a lot. And um, it's all just for the the the, uh, the feed the habits. All just for the, the uh, drug habit. She don't care about nothing else, nothing more, you know. Uh, well, she care about other things like um, I don't know. She don't care. But um, so the little sister that she has, she and she winds up selling the little sister to any any wizard, warlock, sorcerer, guy, spirit, whatever you call it in this spirit realm for whatever price they'll pay to feed her habit to feed her crack habit she's prostituting her younger sister her younger sister's like 12 and she's prostituting her off to any demon any dude anything in the spirit realm in order to feed her crack habit and every time somebody sees her they're like you still doing that you still doing your little sister like that and she's like I got this crack, and she's holding up a bag like, I got this rock today. This how much I got out of it today. And they like, so, you know, where she at? Oh, you still prostitute? She off getting prostituted off somewhere. And this what I got out of it. I got this rock, you know? And, like, you know, she don't care about nothing. She don't care about nothing, and... Don't nobody really care about her because they know what she about. No, I guess I won't say nobody care. They care to an extent where they asking her about her, but not really. When it comes down to it, everybody's like, yeah, she off prostituting her sister for some crack. Or she off getting high with the crack she prostituted her sister off of. Don't nobody really care about her. And um, then here comes her sister. So, they in- so I'm introduced to her sister. I'm like, so when I see the sister, the sister, she's a little black girl you know curly ponytail uh or braids and she's like a little stocky in her stature a little stocky in stature but not you know real big just like a you know thick child <laughs> she's a thick child but 
I look at the girl and I see how she's handling everything that she's dealing with, everything that she's going through by being prostituted off by her sister who and she don't ultimately have really too much control over this because her sister is a witch and she ain't even aware of how she's able to do these different things or i don't know how this works how she's able to have us you know you know um power over this little girl i don't know how she's even able to have the authority over selling this little girl but i guess it's just a matter of this little girl not having nobody else better not not it's anybody better but nobody else is looking out for her nobody really cares for her well-being nobody's really making sure she's okay besides god and um you know like i said god lets everything happen for a reason you might say that's wrong i don't i don't care what you what how that works how you ever think that god will let you know this 12 year old girl get prostituted off by her sister in the spirit realm for crack that's how that's okay but like you said i mean like you know how the world works you know a lot of different things happen in this world that god is allowing doesn't mean he's not present and he's not in control but um that being said yes he is letting this happen and the messed up part about it is it's in the spirit realm like it's not in nat the natural it's well maybe it is i don't know but it's in the spirit realm with witches and warlocks and she the only reason she's really able to get away with it is because she's into witchcraft you know and um she's willing to do something like that you know most people they doing it for other reasons they they doing witchcraft for you know power or to get ahead or to you know some people people have many different reasons some people do it for fertility families uh whatever careers whatever but she just happened to be doing it for her crack habit she just happened to be doing it for whatever she's doing it for and to just be spiteful and just be evil she's wicked and um this little girl you should have seen her when i met her she was so tough she was so freaking tough like she was just the toughest i want to say she's the toughest little girl i ever met in my life because after after these few visions i've had lately you know i don't know what i've what what's out there there's so many different possibilities that's out there you can never say the toughest ever because there's so many different varieties and probabilities and various different kinds of whatever it is that you're explaining there's no way to define something like that that's just like saying this is the most beautiful person ever knowing that there's many different forms of beauty in this world but um she was such a tough little girl she was so very very tough and even though she knew that this was happening to her she didn't have too much control over that well she did she did have much control over it but not controlling the matter that she could stop that from happening because if she could stop that from happening then she would but actually she could i don't know it's not the story is still being written but um as far as right now yes this is what's happening she you know obviously she wouldn't want to be in this position you know if she could change something you know she would and she is but you know this is this had to happen i guess but anyway so i met this girl and i you know remember thinking like somebody asked like how do you feel about that you know being prostituted off by your sister in the spirit realm to whoever pay whatever price and she's out smoking crack with the money 
and getting away with it. How do you feel about that? And I don't, I wouldn't say she really getting away with it either, though. She's really not. Like, the way she living, you know, her life ain't worth living. And she still got to live it. So she ain't getting away with nothing. And, um, look, look at her face and look girl's just tough. So tough. Just don't want to talk. They ain't say a word about it. Wouldn't have talked about it, but her demeanor says, you know, what I'm supposed to say to that. How I feel about that. Oh, how would you feel about that? You know, she ain't say it, but her demeanor just said, like, what type of question is that? You Are you asking me, do I like being prostituted off of my sister for crack money? And in a manner I can't even control, it's in the spirit realm. And her demeanor is more like, I'm, I can make it through anything, though. I know I can make it through anything, and I will. And um, there's a time for everything, and I know there's more for me. Not even I know there's more for me, because I can't say that, that was her demeanor, because I think I asked that, too. Like, so are you hopeful for a better future? That's how you get through, and it's more like a, listen, you know, I'm getting through. I'm getting through. What I, what can I say? I'm making it. And um, the sister, she's just, you know, they confronted her. They said, so, like, you don't really care. You don't really give a F about nothing, do you? But besides, you know, feeding your crack habit or whatever it is, they didn't even say that this time. they just like, you don't really care. You really don't even care about yourself. You don't care about her. You don't care about nothing, do you? And she's just like, and they like, I think, what did they say? They said to her, they said, um, they said to her, they said, uh, you really like, you know, that look, don't you? You really like that look of like, I, you know, so I know nobody would do it, but what do I care? I did. And she's like, she tries to smile or give some sort of smile or like, I don't care type of look. And like, it's weird what kind of happens. It kind of just like, she don't care. She's gone. She just gone, you know? I don't know how to explain it. Her look was kind of like, you know, not a, it's, it wasn't even more of I don't care. So I know what I'm doing. I do really care. But it's like, I'm messed up. I don't have a hope for a better future. I gave up hope. So, this what it is. And that little girl, so tough. And you know what the, the, the blonde witch said to me? That was telling the story. She said, doesn't she look familiar? I looked at this girl and she reminded me of myself. The sister reminded me of my sister. I said, hmm, could this story be about me? But the only reason I don't feel like it is is because I know behind everything that, you know, there's a real reason behind everything that's going on right now. And so, that being said, I just, I know, you know, 
it wouldn't have just been because of her crack habit. That's what I'm saying. And pretty much I know the power I possess and that she wouldn't have been able to get to me like that. And that guy would have never allowed me to ever be touched in that manner. Ever. Doing his work. But, um... That being said, I'm going to continue on in the next episode. So, as far as the little girl and this story, this story is just one story out of many, many, many stories. So, the blind witch, when I ask a blind witch, like, so what is the significance of them and their story, you know, and the, you know, how special? Says not many people are as special as they think. Not many people are are as special as they think. There's many millions different millions of different stories. Millions. Millions and millions of different stories. And a lot of these witches, a lot of these sorcerers, a lot of these different stories are so interesting, so new, so unique. They love to believe that they are special and not many are very special. So, this little girl and this her sister, their story is just one of many. And to this witch, they're just one of the many different interesting tales in such a very, very, very full world. Full of many different tales and stories. But, so, I say, so what about that little girl? what happens because they're not aging in the spirit realm they're not aging this little girl is 12 forever there this older sister is 17 forever there and she's probably never going to stop prostituting her sister off for whatever amount of change or money she can get for some crack and don't tell them what she's doing to her own self i mean like i said she's smoking crack and you know, drug addicted, and, like, she's on a basketball court in the middle of a, you know, like, hood, but it's in the spirit, so it's, like, so many different worlds around the basketball court, outside of the basketball court is, like, some sort of, like, different, whole different type of world that's not even reflective of where a basketball court could be, like, trolls and demons and stuff, you know? The places she decides to be, I guess, is a figment of her imagination. Or just maybe these places actually do exist. You know, some places are similar in the spirit realm that they are here on Earth. But the different people she decides to be around, they're all different kinds of creatures and all different kinds of people. But ultimately, usually they have the same, you know, goal, which is to, you know, do some type of spell or figure some some type of plan out to get whatever it is that they're trying to get out of it and it's usually not much so like their goals they're not setting the bar high for themselves that's what i'll say and um there's so much going on around them that you would wonder that you would think like somebody in this position or in this place will be trying to you know acquire more do more but they didn't it's not even about more for them it's just about getting whatever it is they can get out of it and it's sad 
because they on their own. They foster kids. They don't have no parents there. And it's amazing that different people who would come and actually buy this little girl from her. But like I said, this is a sick, sick universe. Sick, sick world. So all of this is actually happening in the midst of a basement. It's a basement. You would think there's not too much space there, but it's a whole world there because it's a spirit world. So, um, the girl, she goes off and, um, the the older sister, she goes off and she's, you know, headed off to her old, you know, tactics, her old, you know, what she's usually up to, which is trying to find some, you know, spell, money, trick to, you know, get some money for drugs. Even if that means selling her little sister, her little sister is just stuck there. Not stuck, but just there until further notice, until something, until, you know, something happens. And I get the idea that something is going to happen. Something is happening. Um, What I meant, what I wanted to be able to say was that this little girl, though so tough and so tired already of this world, already even at just 12 even though it seems like she had been there for 12 for years as to been there at the age of 12 as the age of 12 for years that you know there was a better future for her things were looking up for her like she's so tough and there's no reason for her to stay stuck in that situation forever but the funny thing about the witch is that the blind witch who is like kind of like an oracle she is you know um she is not very she doesn't see it as special. She doesn't see her story as too special. She doesn't really care too much. And also, she played a part. I don't want to leave that out. She played a part in this girl's story. She must have sold the, the spell or the um, information to the older sister to put the little girl in the spirit realm so that she's being prostituted off for whatever amount of currency they have there. And... um so therefore it all tracks back to her like i said a lot of things track back to her that doesn't make her judge or juror but it also makes her play a part in being judge or juror because once you decided to sell an, a spell or any type of spell to that extent knowing the different possibilities that could become of these different spells to whoever for whatever reason even if you asked questions or you didn't and you did not care who will become of it or who it will be used on knowing the different capabilities and you know limitations to it you became judge and juror in that moment so imagine if i came to somebody and i said you know what i want a spell to be able to murder someone and that person of course you know being who they are and being kind of wise it's going to ask well who do you want to murder and why and you say well how much would you charge me to not know that information for me not to tell you who it is or why well, she says, I need to know who and why, but you can still get the, you know, spell at a 
reasonable price even if I don't agree with what you're going to use it for. And you tell the person that who, the who and you tell them the why and the why is for no absolutely no reason at all or the reason that you have for it is of no real substance. You don't have a real reason why you're doing it. You're just doing it because of selfish reasons or just because you're messed up in your, in your head like you're just sadistic and you like to torture people and so this is why you're doing it and the person says you know what i agreed that you know no matter what the reason was and no matter who it was that i would um still sell you this spell and so sh- this witch sells the spell to you anyways knowing that um who it is and why and that is for absolutely no reason they did nothing wrong to you so she warns you that you know there are consequences to actions of this stature and you don't care about the consequences you just want to do what you want to do and also you tell her okay another um another Another thing that I need to, I require from from this spell or for this spell that it be able to be used on anyone, anyone, meaning that um, this person could be guilty of something or not guilty. This person can be of age or not of age. And obviously she's done so many different things, probably very like various different things that are so-called worse. But the problem with it is that, you know, she don't see anything as worse, like it's just many different things being done and they're all very unique and specific but um that's when you know she sells a spell to her anyways and, and then she goes and uses this spell on this person and don't even know that this spell this person you know is protected by god that God has plans for this person's life. That this kind of situation this person is never supposed to have entered. Now, granted, a curse without a cause would never be able to be placed. But, like I said, a cause can be very many different things. The cause can be for the very reason. For the very... The cause could be to make sure nothing like this ever happens against anyone ever again. The cause could be to take down the person playing judge and juror, even though, you know, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily care who they're selling to. I mean, they do, to a certain extent, care who they're selling to and why they're selling these spells, but they still sell them, knowing the many different outcomes and the many different consequences. And so... um this girl, this little tough girl, to the blind witch seems is seemingly insignificant and so in all of out of the many different cases she's dealt with. She's dealt with so many different stories and so many different situations and so many different outcomes and she see, she feels like, Well, hey, if God was gonna step in or not if God was gonna step in, but you know, maybe somebody else of, you know, this person or that person or this seemed like it was super horrible too. Like excuse me. How come something wasn't done about this or that or for this happened or for that happened? She didn't see this little girl as special. And this little girl didn't even see herself as special. Not really. 
and especially being placed in this situation she didn't really see herself as special because she felt like if I were special then why would something like this happen to me and if I were special then why did my sister see me as special I've never been special my whole life which is why I'm in this situation and so this is pretty much how this little girl is feeling and that doesn't even know that she's very 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 special she's the last person anything like this will ever happen to ever again ever again and she doesn't even know that she just all she can see is that you know there's no end to the pain there's no end to the suffering and that's all she's been doing her whole life and there's no telling how long she she doesn't know she'll be suffering in pain like this for the until she dies if she ever dies remember she's in the spirit realm and if this blind witch can last 500 centuries even though this blind witch does different spells conjures up different things in order to keep living and be like live, be that old you know there's no telling how how long this this little girl will have to live in the spirit realm before she finally dies and all she really wants i don't say all she really wants is death but death would be easier than the torture she actually faces on a day-to-day basis or at least that's what it seems like and um it's so sad it's really so sad because when i look at this little girl like all traces of you know Person, I don't want to say personalities. Personality's still there. But all traces of hope. It's like. I don't know how to explain it. It's just more of a. Tough shell. I don't want to say a tough shell. Because she just tough. Like she been through so much. She got to be tough. Like. Just. Don't you know that. That soft heart. Like that heart that's like, okay, ice cream, okay, you know, good times, okay, you know, hope. All that is gone. Any trace of that is gone out of this little girl's eyes, out of this little girl's life. She don't have that. All she gets is bad times. All she get is the blunt end of the stick. All she get is no hope, no future. That's all she get. And it don't... It just gets worse, but she can't even say it gets worse because what's worse? Things just, you know, continue on like that. And it's really no different for the older sister. It's really not. The difference between this little girl and the older sister is that this little girl is a victim in a way where she wouldn't do this to somebody else, but everything's being done to her because of it. If she just, you know, decided to pick up and just say you know what i'm gonna be like my older sister i'm gonna i'm gonna be my own villain i'm gonna be a villain on my own in my own right and i'm gonna start you know going out into the world and doing the worst possible things i can do to anybody to get by because all i care about is me i don't care about nobody else i don't care about nothing else and it doesn't matter anymore because if anybody was ever going to save anybody i would have been saved so it's time to stop forgetting, stop, you know, it's time to stop believing in superheroes and start believing that I can be my own villain then. If this little girl had believed that and just decided to do that, then of course she wouldn't be a victim. Of course this stuff would not happen to her. Of course 
you know, her sister will be able to get away with prostituting her off for crack money. Because guess what? She would have found a way around it. She would have found a way to go get into some evil stuff, maybe get back at her, seek revenge, um, find some type of situation that was super evil, wicked, worse, whatever, and kind of venture off into, you know, being a equal as, you know, wicked person. If not worse, but she couldn't do it. She's not that person, so she has to suffer, and she does not understand the world. She doesn't understand the suffering in the world because of it. But ultimately, you know, it doesn't matter because God is there. God is there, even though she hasn't lost faith in God. That's the funny thing about it. She hasn't lost faith in God. But, um... She also, you know, is very tired. Is very tired. Like, you would say, well, where's the faith? Because I can't see it. You're not going to see a smile on her face, but that doesn't mean she she hasn't lost faith in God. I mean, that she has lost faith in God because how's she supposed to smile through being raped? How's she supposed to smile through being sold for crack? How's she supposed to smile through not having nobody in the world who even cares? But she still hasn't lost faith in God. So, um, I feel like if anything, you know, her story is unwritten. And ultimately, she's still alive for a reason. And it's not going in like this. I don't know what will become of the sister or her. The blind witch kind of left it off as, you know, who cares? Not even who cares, but just like whatever becomes of them just becomes of them, you know. It's not something to you know it's not a celebrity story there's so many different stories and there's so many more very sad messed up stories just like it but um this one is unique yes you're right but um all I know is I felt it I felt like I didn't feel nothing in that moment because I felt how the witch felt. I felt how the sister felt. I felt how the story felt. It felt like whatever. Just stuff happens. You know? Could be worse, but, like, what's worse? Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, but I felt it. I felt all of that. And um, still, yeah, I knew that that was what Satan wanted me to believe. Because Satan loves this. Satan loves the downtime. He loves the defeat, the feeling of defeat. He wants the feeling of defeat. He wants that satisfaction of this person feeling defeated, any person feeling defeated by his works. And that's not her end. It's clearly not her end. So, boom. I don't, we, we leave off from there. We leave off from their situation from where they're staying they don't even have a place to stay they're pretty much staying you know underneath a abandoned building next to a, a basketball court and um i'm saying they like the older sister's ever really there but the little sister that's where she's raped at continuously and it's so sad but um the little sisters i mean the older sister is always on that basketball court just smoking crack with her you know crackhead friends i guess 
and um or crackhead creatures because it's not even just people it's all kinds of creatures like i said she's a witch and this is happening in the spirit and um so then next thing i know i'm transported back to this demon this blind demon witches um place of business that's what i call it a place of business because i don't know what else to call it it's a basement and, and a mansion it's the ba- it's a basement of a mansion and um in this basement all these different worlds all this different stuff going on and this blind witch she's able to when she tells stories kind of like you enter them that's how she tells her stories that's why they're so interesting you're transported into the story you're able to interact with the characters you see it for yourself you feel it for yourself you feel their feelings too you feel you know their backstory you like she doesn't just tell this you don't just hear the story you live it and god is there the whole time so clearly this is what he wanted me to see and um that's when all i know is this this big blind demon witch she's put out of business she has been in business for 500 years or at least that's how old she is she's been in business for pretty much majority of that and she's put out of business maybe it's because every single thing she's been doing that's wrong it's so many different wrong things she's been doing so much off stuff she's been up to besides this little girl's story but this little girl's story had very a lot of significance a lot of significance and a lot of a lot to do with what happened even though this little girl felt so insignificant in a world full of all these different outcomes so sad but this big buying demon witch put out a business packed up everything her big old world all this this big spirit world that she had set up in a basement somewhere packed up packed it up i'm talking about it's so much going on it's a world packed up last thing i see is a mexican family in a treehouse that was staying in her basement and they have uh some wood uh nailed to a corner of a wall and they're all staying there in this corner of this wall and i guess they're using spell a spell to make it like a whole big old house but it ain't too much but they made a corner of what less than four square feet if that into a whole home full of a big old family full family and they was bragging about how much money they was getting off of this they was bragging about how much money they got out of it the percentage of the money that they got out of being involved in the situation and come to find out they got about 120 dollars 110 really and um was paying rent the whole time to stay in this blind demon witch's basement so um out of all this they did 
out of all this they was involved in, which was pretty much a whole prostitution ring where a bunch of different people was getting rich off of it. They got $120 for being involved in that. And you might say, well, at least they got something out of it, such and such and such, whatever. But that ain't worth the hell they finna go to for $120. Everybody in the family, even the kids, the wife and the kids, all of them going to hell for living off of that. Um, you might say that's harsh, but that's what it is. And, um, they got to pack up and go. They ain't got nowhere to stay. They homeless. Everything got moved out on top of them. Next, you know, they, they, they look outside. Everything's gone, being swept up. Construction workers coming to, you know, fill this hole in that was once a basement. And they just all just. Everything just get packed, packed up and moved out. And I believe that that's a signification that, you know, the ramifications were had for what happened there and what happened in that situation. And things are being cleaned up. Things are being cleaned up, cleaned out, clean house. And uh, the demons got to go. The blind demon witches, you know, are being put out of business. It's, 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 that's it. Ain't no more for her. She don't get to move somewhere else and set up shop somewhere else. No, that's it. Her power gone. All that gone. All she got is her stories now. And, um, you know, everybody else involved. Ain't no telling what they're going to do now because that's the only thing. That's the only connection they had. I ain't going to say the only connection. They got to find the connections. But that was the person. That, that was their go-to person. Oh, we need a spell. We need a, you know, we need some information. We need a, 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 a we need a boost. We need some type of a spirit of divination, some demon to put on somebody. We going to the blind demon, which, nope, she's out of business now. They got to find new resources. All of them. And it was a bunch. Millions. So, um, the demons, the creatures that was living off of her, all of them homeless. All of them out of whatever it is they had. It was a lot that had happened. A whole world was torn down. A whole world is being cleaned out. And it's not the kind of world you want to exist. It's the sneaky, conniving, underground world of all these different things that's happening to all these innocent people by all these sick, conniving, wicked people who's getting away with it by means of supernatural access to, you know, just worshiping Satan. And God put it out of business. You might say, why well, take them 500 centuries? Well, you know, I can't really say. All I know is that, you know, whether it was that spell or a spell she sold between one and 500 centuries. I mean, years, not centuries. But um, whatever spell it was, or if it was all of them, she's put out of business now. All that's over with. So going forward, I think that the world is going to change. The world is going to be, we're going we're gonna to be living in a very different world very different world and you may not be able to see it but 
um, slowly but surely you're going to start to feel the difference. I, I mean, honestly, you could go ahead and say, I won't jump this gun and say this, but, you know, if I had to say the biggest difference that probably maybe is the most signifying of what happened is probably COVID. You know, if I had to put it on something, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on that because I believe that COVID is a separate situation. Like I said, there's a million different stories out here. There's a million different things going on that can't be to blame for everything, but it is a majority, a big chunk, you know, of problems, outcomes, situations, stories, and contributing to the detriment of a whole society. That's a big chunk being cleansed pulled out that tumor has been removed from our world and um that's it that's it for that one i felt personally um a little offended that that demon witch got to walk away with her life i did i would not lie i felt she don't have a business no more she don't have a future in business no more how does she get to walk away with her life when all, a lot of the different spells that she has made and a lot of different spells that she has created and sold to people whatever for whatever she's selling them to them for has contributed to innocent lives being taken innocent blood being shed and she gets to walk away with her wicked life and I realized in that moment that you know I didn't hate her I did not hate this witch. And you might say, how could you not hate her after that story you heard? There's so many different stories. And like I said, she was not judge or juror. But like I said, everything is a yes and a no. She did play judge and juror when it came to her selling these spells. When ultimately someone else was going to be playing judge and juror on someone, another innocent person's life. Therefore, she did take the place of judge and juror by selling this spell, knowing that that was ultimately she was the piece she was the she was the make it or break it between the saving someone's life and ending it a lot of different times with a lot of different spells she was selling so she did ultimately play that role playing god but god was there the whole time like i said and he had a plan for it all we see how that happened now as far as you know her her life go she was she's been alive for 500 centuries and i wouldn't doubt that it has a lot to do with her sorcery that being said she's not able to come she's not able to continue on in sorcery so she shouldn't be living much longer she's gonna go ahead and um disintegrate into dust or ashes from which she came and that's gonna be the end of her as far as um all of the other creatures that was dealing with her and was getting away with all this sorcery for so much longer like i said they don't have a they don't have that resource anymore their their resources are going to start to dry up as well they're going to either have to find a new way make a new way and they're always making new ways you know but ultimately that was a powerhouse that came down and that's a lot that's a lot you know you cannot say that God is not doing anything. He's doing a lot. That was a powerhouse that came down. And there's, of course there's so much more to be done. Absolutely there's so much more to be done. But that was a big chunk of what needed to be done. And it's just come down.
and there's still so more still going on and coming down and working for forward towards the future so um we have a better future to be looking ahead to pretty soon it's going to start to show in the way that our lot like the world we're living in it's going to start to show in you know our daily lives you know the difference that this is making the the difference the feeling you know how the air is so thick and it feels so wicked and so many you just you got this ill feeling about certain places at certain time you know all this bad stuff is going on on the social media behind different scenes like when you see an artist shooting up to the shooting up to the top of the record charts and they ain't really worth nothing or about nothing and it happened in such a quick short time feel like it's overnight and you just like Ooh, I just feel like as soon as they start shooting up, all this bad stuff start happening all over the world and all this stuff un- unexplainable. And I'm not saying it's them, it's, their, it's, it's for that reason. But what I'm saying is you got to start seeing a difference in all of that now. So I'm not saying that it is and I'm not saying that it ain't. And if I had to say which one it really is, yeah, that's what it is. Like I said, if this is all about to stop, all of this is over with and now that's about to stop then what would you say that was because of these artists all these celebrities all these very powerful you know um presidents rulers kings uh royals what do you call it army commanders all these different so-called people of power and people in very important and powerful the you know positions that make the decisions in our world they're coming to this woman for these spells to get away with stuff to do things that they to have things done that they want done and they're stopping at nothing to get it done that's coming down that's pretty much hollywood that just came down that just got cleaned up clean up shop on all the Hollywood wickedness and spells. All that blood sacrifice, child sacrifice, you know, child molestation, sexual abuse, all that mess. All that, oh yeah, the the biggest major thing that I remember, that I remember being said that came down, is that um, shedding of innocent blood in order to be immortal or to extend mortality. In order to live. Don't you know these celebrities that seem like they don't age? You know, the celebrities who, you know, all these different people behind the scenes who are living for a long, a long, long, long time. And you're like, they should have been dead like 50 years ago. And I mean, honestly, if they're celebrities, you they won't be in the media by then. But there's so many different people who's just living for so long and they're casting these spells. There's no such thing as immortality because... When it comes down to it, you have to continue to keep doing whatever it is that you did to extend your life to keep extending it. So there's essentially no such thing as immortality unless God provides it. Or unless we're talking about God. He's the only one who is immortal. Or when you're in heaven, you're immortal. That's eternity. But um, in reality, Satan wants you to believe that he can provide immortality to you. But in reality, you just be a slave. You just be a slave for eternity because in order to abstain or maintain immortality, you would have to continue on doing whatever it is that started. So if you sold your soul to the devil, you're going to have to sell more souls. If you sacrifice a child, you're going to have to keep sacrificing children. If you uh, blew up 
you know, a world. You're going to have to keep blowing up worlds. You have to keep doing whatever it is that you have been doing in order to maintain this immortality. And as soon as you are not able to do it, you die. That's not immortality. And sometimes the devil's so sneaky, he doesn't tell you about the fine print. He gives you immortality and doesn't tell you that you actually be immortal in hell, suffering for eternity. That's your immortality. And if that's the immortality you get, oh, guess what? Anybody else could have got it without, without doing whatever it is that you did. They would have been in hell right in the next cell over from you. And guess what they did? Just didn't believe in God. But guess what you did? You went and sacrificed kids. You went and dedicated your life to Satan. You went and worshipped him and thought that you was getting a piece of hell or a portion of his kingdom. And that's your immortality in that cell. In hell, being tortured for eternity. Yeah, you immortal, all right. And you don't want to... That's exactly where you don't want to be immortal at. But, um... I said mortal, but immortal act. But anyways, that being said, you know, we have to be careful. Because funny thing about it is this woman, this demon witch, this blind demon witch, although she knew so much at the 500 years being in this business, although she has seen so much, and had experienced so much. She still knew that she really hadn't even scratched the surface. Of beginning to know what there is to know. So imagine knowing as much as she knows at the 500 years in that in that business. At the 500 years doing that dirt. And being the pinnacle for it. And then here you come, thinking you know everything, getting your foot in the water, dipping your toe in the water, and getting yourself into something you ain't going to be able to get out of because you think you know everything. And then you encounter someone like her who is like, oh, that's what you sold out for? I've seen people getting much more. This is where you fall on the scale. And you all the way at the bottom. And you thought you got something out of it. Now imagine even being all the way at the top and finding out that ain't really nothing either. So, that being said, it's like, you know, if you ever thought that going that route or doing whatever it is that you're doing is beneficial on any kind of level of, you know, some type of personal belief or you want your own power, you want to be able to control your own power or you want to be able to... um officiate whatever certain beliefs you have whatever it is that you're doing these things for it's not worth it you should give your life to christ because what you don't understand is that guess what this woman with 500 years of experience of being the pinnacle of a lot of different spells and a lot of different information coming through directly through her being that being that wise in all of her years and knowing all of this still knew nothing and god knows everything all of this that she knew she still knew nothing and she knew that and god knows everything 
That's what I'm saying to you. Do you want to be lost in a sauce? Lost in a world of a bunch of different information that it doesn't matter how much you acquire, you still know nothing? Or do you want to allow God to give God that control? Be humble. Accept humility. Bow down to God who knows everything. Something that you could never acquire, not even in 500 centuries. You haven't, you haven't even, you know, you're not even his pinky nail of information. You have not even the slightest to what he knows after 500 years of being completely involved in almost everything that's going on underground. In the world, not just a country. And you still know nothing. And God knows everything. Everything. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be a many different people who came in and out of her shop every single day searching for different ways and different uh, different spells and different ways to get ahead, acquire more power and survive in a world full of people just like them? Just trying to get ahead and willing to stop at nothing to do it. So you always checking over your shoulder and that's not even what you actually need to be worried about. What you need to be worried about is where you end up. Or. Do you want to submit your life to God? And no matter how hard that be, no matter what you have to go through, no matter the many different forces just like this that's going on in that world that you will have to face and fight, you know ultimately where you end up due to your dedication, your faith, and your submission to God, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, accepting that he came down our Messiah and died on the cross, that our God, our Father God, gave his one perfect, precious, begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come down and die on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. So that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That means in hell, perish in hell, but have eternal and everlasting life in heaven. Which one is it? You're going to suffer either way it go. The benefits of suffering for jesus is that you land somewhere for eternity that you love for eternity and if you don't if you decide to go that route you know the other route and be your own god you suffer here and then you suffer there it's such a short time here and such a long time there but guess what you won't be going nowhere else so you I ain't going to save and get comfortable. You won't be getting comfortable. So. It's like. What do you want to do? What are you going to do? And. Say whatever you want to say. About. Believers. Of, in Christ. And people who've submitted their lives to him. Say whatever you want to say. Think you know as much. Think you know more. Think you're doing more. Think you have the better end of the stick. What you need to understand is that it's way more humiliating where you're at, what you're doing, and where you end up than where they're at and what they're doing. Trust me. Even if they end up in hell, they never opted for it. You chose hell. You look like way more of a fool 
And I said, look like a fool. I didn't call you one because to call someone a fool is in danger of hellfire. And I hate to sound like I have to convince you of this because like, I, I mean, I don't know if I said this before, but, you know, regardless of whether you choose that or not, I know what I chose. My plans aren't changing. Glory be to God that be his will. My plans won't be changing. So if you end up in hell, it was just my duty to tell you about it. So your blood is washed from my hands Whether if you choose that still anyways. Don't think I'm responsible for your life. Because the only responsibility I have is to warn you. After I warn you, your blood is off my hands. If I don't warn you, then your blood is on my hands. So I'm not saying I'm being selfish. I'm really not saying I'm being selfish. Because like I said... And when you believe in Christ, when you've experienced his peace, once you've experienced his love, once you've experienced his forgiveness, his understanding, I'm not perfect. But guess what? I want you, I want others to experience that. There's way too much love, peace, and grace, and mercy, you know, to keep it all to myself. It's way too much for me to want it all for myself. And that's part of being a Christ believer, wanting your brother and sister to succeed, not fall. You want them to win. You want to pick them up. You want to help them up. You want them to get to salvation like you did. You want them to be delivered, get that deliverance like you did. You want them to experience that peace and love and um, burden being lifted like you did. You don't want the other option the other way around. So choose wisely.